like you come to Yas to work hard. Like it's not coming to do a training holiday. Like you come to watch, you come to PT, um, and then the training is on top of that. What's up guys, it's Tom from Chalking Fitness. I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. This episode is brought to you by Boxmate, leading the way in simple, effective performance tracking and member engagement. Also, if you're not already following Chalking Fitness on Instagram, please do. You can find it at Chalking Fitness. There you'll find news and reviews that are of interest to the UK CrossFit and functional fitness community, as well as sneak peeks of upcoming guests on the podcast. And if you yourself want to support the podcast further, please do check out the link in the show notes. But for now, sit back, listen up, and enjoy the episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Chalking Fitness Podcast. This week, joining me as a guest, I am delighted to welcome up-and-coming athlete under 25, Evie Hollis. Evie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so so I, there's, if anyone could hear Evie laughing there, that was a little bit of a kind of off-pod joke where we were just discussing how they were, you know, you were highlighted as a up-and-coming athlete, rightly so, uh, but they, uh, I think it was, yeah, Tommy Marquez, Talking Link Fitness, whoever it might have been, used the wrong photo of you. But uh, as I said, just before we hit record, accolade is well-deserved. You know, I think that's, uh, you know, it's uh, great to kind of like be, be highlighted um, in that way, especially, you know, I, doing what I do with a with a UK centricity um you know and I group you into that as as, as someone from the UK even though you're currently out um in the Middle East at Vogue Fitness CrossFit Yas right in Abu Dhabi yes yeah so I moved over here um literally I've only just been here a year now the time's mm. flown um but I, I moved here mid um pandemic through the lockdown yeah, I oh, know. I really want to ask you more about that. And I think, yeah, what I was going to say, it's great that they're highlighting because media can often be so UK, uh, US centric, um, especially when it comes to kind of competitive CrossFit, because, yeah, there is the majority of the field is it's a US based sport. And so it's still US centric in terms of the 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 elite up and coming elite level. So uh, it's nice for them to kind of be highlighting, uh, you know, athletes like yourself who are who are not US based. Yeah, definitely. I was um I was really happy that I actually got a shout out. So yeah, that was really good. Yeah. So so before I start to ask you about, you know, how how you've ended up uh, out in Abu Dhabi, um, I do have uh, a couple of warm-up questions that I really like to use. And you know, we know that warming up's essential, right? So <laughs> the fir- the first warm-up I, uh, question I've got for you is that if it was your birthday, um, what are the uh three movements you choose for a birthday workout oh okay so I know some people they like in the birthday workouts they put all of their favorite movements but then sometimes if I'm programming it for someone else I'll put the ones they they hate the most Um, so maybe I'll go one that I really like so say chest bar pull-ups um or a power clean then something I don't enjoy would be a long run or heavy deadlifts and then hmm, I reckon you gotta throw some burpees in there it's birthday burpees isn't it uh yeah absolutely yeah so now the question then is is let's say for example you know we've already described you know you said as a you know 
mid twenties or low, you know, kind of younger, younger, you know, you're under 25, 25 up and coming. Are you doing the full number of burpees every round or are you spreading them out? <laughs> that's a, that's a tough one. Tw 25. Well, in November, so my birthday is soon. I don't feel like 25 is too bad of a, a set of burpees. Other people might disagree. But <laughs> well, it's uh, it's the uh, you maybe want those because there are if we're doing we seem to be moving to rounds of something here. It's a yeah. it's a, it's a break at least in time if not effort between the yeah. long run or heavy deadlifts that you put <laughs> in there for in uh, for improvement, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. So with your uh, you mentioned like you know you got you, you love Chester Bar. Like was the is there a reason for picking Chester Bar over say pull ups or bar muscle ups? Uh, yeah, so for some reason, I actually find chest bar pull-ups a little bit easier than normal pull-ups. Um, not the actual rep itself, but if it's in a workout, I end up, I'll do a lot better in comparison to other people on a chest bar pull-up workout than a pull-up. I don't know if it's just the cycle speed of pull-ups is faster. So mm. maybe I burn out a little bit faster, but I just always seem to have been quite strong at chest bar. Mm. Yeah, I guess like, and I'm assuming we're, talk, we're talking about like butterfly chest bar, if you're able to recover on the down part of the butterfly uh, rep cycle, then you've, you've got that nailed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, spot on. Awesome, awesome. And um, so that's, a, that's an interesting workout. So you, you mentioned like, if, if, if we were allowing you to have power cleans as well, then what, yeah. um, what, uh, what sort of like, you know, you, you like a power clean, or are you wanting like a good number of Good number of reps in that are you just cycling the barbell happily or do you want something a little bit heavier um, but not as heavy as the deadlift yeah maybe like a, a heavy-ish bar so something like a 70 kilo power clean for mm. not too many reps maybe we'll go the month uh, of november so we'll go the 11th <laughs> nice nice there we go well, brilliant excellent i uh, know that's uh no kind of a you know this elements of that i'm trying to get better at burpees you know so uh, I'm, i may i may join you on the um join you on that birthday workout <laughs> make it happen yeah so the second one question i have you know the the thing you know we've got the workout i then i'm always like right what's the music so i believe you've trained crossfit jst up in wigan but you were yeah. also then over in the british virgin islands and well, subsequently I'll, I'll be intrigued to know how long you're over there and yeah. now you're at crossfit yas over in abu dhabi like has the music changed that you train to in those three different places? Yeah, definitely. So anyone who's been to JST or trained with um, Steve, Jack um, and the JST gang, they know if you're doing a heavy max out session, there's only two playlists that you're putting on, either 60 Minutes Live or Dakadak. <laughs> One of the two. Um, and I still, like, I actually put 60 Minutes Live on today um, and then if I do put it on here in Yas, people are kind of like, what is this? Like <laughs> that not many people have heard that playlist. Um, people in Yas, they actually love uh, Dak Dak. I think um, there used to be a coach here, Bacon, um, and he made a, the famous Bacon Dak Dak playlist. So that's a popular one. And then in the BVI, I actually started to really love soca music um, and like Caribbean songs. So I'll play them sometimes here as well. And some people will love it. Some people just not like it at all. Um, mm. But the people I worked with in BVI were um, 
there was another guy, Tom. So he was from the northeast of England as well. So then we'd put on just like some classic UK songs as well. Um, nice. So it's a good mixture. Absolutely. It's fascinating there, especially talking about the BVI, like around how kind of, I assume it's like, you know, within the Caribbean, you know, there's that element of like what's kind of like local and perhaps more cultural as well. Um, Because what I was going to say is around like, it's amazing how, you know, you can you can have an interpretation of like, oh, like a gym, a gym will have dance music, it'll have upbeat, it'll have whatever. And then something that's ever increasing, creeping into CrossFit, and it comes from kind of Cookville mainly is is the kind of like country music, right? And that, I guess, is like being driven by, you know, the fact that, you know, that that kind of like southern southern states of the, the US being a real hotbed of, of CrossFit. And then you see it creeping into kind of other areas because you hear it on a on a on a YouTube video or something. And and yeah. so yeah, no, it's fascinating. Mm, I don't think I can work out to country music, if I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a, there's different types, right? But it's uh yeah, it's I guess it's what what gets you going and that's that's the important. Yeah. It's fascinating to hear how it's how it's so been so different right at different places yeah. so so let, let's go then back to like when you were at, at CrossFit JST is that where you kind of first started like how did you kind of I'm often intrigued to know how people stumble across CrossFit like you, your first open was 2014 I think which is the same year I started and at least for me yeah. back then I'd never heard of it until someone said you should try this CrossFit thing yeah so I actually so I'm from Teesside uh, Middlesbrough and my parents actually did CrossFit before me. Um, so my mom started first at a place called CrossFit Teesside and my dad joined. And at the time I was playing football at quite a high level. Um, and every year we had to do football trials, which involved fitness tests alongside football. And then they choose the best players for the team. And every year my feedback was always, she got really good vision, good skills, but she needs to increase her fitness. Like the fitness is letting her down, which is quite funny now, um, looking back. But so then I thought, okay, I'm going to have to get my fitness up for the next year. So then I joined CrossFit. So I joined when I was 15 um, and then instantly just loved it. Loved it. Uh, a few months down the line, ended up quitting football, started to do CrossFit, started to do some competitions. Um, and then... I was, I actually play music. I used to play the guitar and sing and I was getting ready to enroll into college for music course. And uh, literally a week before I changed to personal training because Uh, yeah, I knew I wanted to be a a CrossFit coach. So I changed, did my college. And then from college, I got offered a head coach's job at CrossFit Telic in Hartlepool. So I was there around a year as well and then Tom from who owns the gym in the British Virgin Islands he's from Hartlepool so he came home one Christmas took one of my classes um and then kind of got in touch it was so random um and pretty much was like look I've got a gym I would really like you to come and coach it's in the Caribbean blah 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 and Mm. then I was like oh my god like what (laughs) so that was an opportunity I was I spoke to family and friends I just couldn't turn down um Mm -hmm. so at the age of 19 I moved across the world Mm -hmm. so that was the first time moving out of home so I ended up in the Caribbean loved it uh was there a year and then unfortunately we got hit by Hurricane Irma 
I don't know if you heard of it. It was um, really, really bad hurricane. Uh, we were all really, really lucky. Um, people like the whole island was destroyed. The oh, gym, crikey. the gym was gone. It was like I can send you some photos as well if you if you want them. Um, so then about. A week and a half, two weeks after the hurricane, I had to be um, taken off the island. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when I went back to the UK. I then ended up randomly in Guernsey. Have you heard of Guernsey Channel Island? Yeah, yeah. I noticed you were fittest in Guernsey in 2018. I've done my homework. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I, um, I'd never even heard of Guernsey. And um, Tom, who owns one in BVI, he was opening another one in Guernsey and then just before the hurricane, it was meant to open and then the hurricane happened. So he couldn't get over there. So he'd asked, can I go over and help set that up? So I went over there. I was a head coach there. That was pretty cool because no one on the whole Island had ever done CrossFit. So mm-hmm. everything I was teaching them in the foundations and everything was like the first brand new thing, which was so cool. Because, you know, you sometimes you'll go to a CrossFit gym and you'll have people who've done CrossFit five years and you try to tell them like you're bending your arms too early on, on the clean and they'll just be like, yeah, no. <laughs> and you're like, okay, fair if you know. Um, whereas these guys literally would listen in so much because they've never done it before. Um, so I was there six months. And then it, it wasn't really for me, Guernsey. Um, I think I was struggling a little bit um, after the hurricane with everything that happened, um, missing mm-hmm. BVI, missing friends and things. So I ended up leaving there, ended up traveling Thailand for a month, completely unrelated to CrossFit. <laughs> Came back. And then that's when I ended up going to JST in Wigan. So Steve offered me a job there. Uh, so I moved to Wigan. And then that's where I think I really started to develop more as an athlete, as a coach and programmer as well. But um, just the way that they do things in JST um, was eye opening, Mm. Uh, really knuckled down. And then that was when I kind of I think I surprised myself and I surprised everyone um, when I qualified for Waterpalooza. um, It was like the first like when it turned to sanctional events. Okay, so like 20. 2019 right that would be yeah so I qualified in the um, elite division there and then also for the mayhem classic as well and then it was the open where it was still national champion mm-hmm. and I think after two weeks um I think it was when Briggsy got a little penalty for something on a burpee and I remember someone messaging me being like have you seen the the leader of the UK I was like, no, let, let me have a look. And I just opened the leaderboard and it was me. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, but then the next workout was uh, deadlifts, which was, has been a weakness for me. So that not, knocked me right off there. Um, <laughs> Pesky deadlifts. Yeah. I was at GST about a year as well. And then Tom reached back out from BBI. This was two years later mm. from the hurricane. If the gym had finally been rebuilt, um, the island was getting back and it's got its membership back up where they could get another coach back. Mm-hmm. So pretty much offered me the job back. So I went straight back to the BVI because I, I, I really loved my life when I was there. Mm-hmm. And then, so I got there in December and then 
what was it, February, March, when COVID all kicked off? <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> and I'm guessing everything had to close, right? So everything had to close. We went through crazy lockdowns. And then, unfortunately, I lost my job. Um, mm. Tom just couldn't keep me as a coach. Um, so then I had to leave again, go back to the UK. And I just, like where I am right now, I don't really want to be in the UK right now. Like I want to keep seeing as much of the world as I can and, yeah. and see new places. And I thought, look, I've had, a, I've had a hurricane. I've had a global pandemic. Maybe I should try somewhere different. <laughs> <laughs> The the B, the BVI are like yeah you should try somewhere different. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's how I've ended up in Abu Dhabi. Then I, yeah. I applied to World Fitness and um, got some interviews, and then pretty much yeah. came over mid COVID. Yeah. Oh wow. I, and and what's fascinating there is like you know I, I think just through a little bit of kind of like Instagram research, like okay yeah you were involved you're at CrossFit JST and then you know you'd been at the Virgin Isles but you know and that's probably that one of the limitations of, of social media right it doesn't give you that full yeah. story so I really appreciate you kind of like sharing you know what must have been a real challenging time especially kind of this like you say you were loving your time within uh, the BVI and for the for the Hurricane Irma to, to kind of you know have to have to leave that that must have been been tough and yeah. did sound like you had a, an interesting kind of time like say kind of being able to coach some very coachable individuals in in Guernsey because they weren't I, I, unfortunately to some degree I like to think of myself being coachable but I'm probably mm -hmm. one of those people who's been doing it long enough that I'm being like yeah I know yeah I know yeah. I kind of like yeah you know you need to drive your knees out I was like yeah yeah I know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was interesting actually Guernsey um the members there were probably the most competitive members I've ever came across. It was great. Mm -hmm. Like if you were like a warm up game, for example, they go crazy. <laughs> it was actually really good. Mm. Well, um, one thing. So, you know, I mentioned, oh, 2014, you first opened, but you know, you mentioned you November, you'll be 25 and you kind of started it for, for fitness around football um, in uh, at 15. So you're coming up on, on 10 years as a, 10 years using the CrossFit methodology in some shape or form. Um, and, you know, in the little knowledge that I have of the UK scene, I imagine you're one of probably the earliest teen adopters to the methodology within the UK, kind of generally speaking. Yes, it's been around for, for, for longer than that and, you know, will have been picked up within the US. But do you find it interesting then to see now more and more, like, you know, we've got team competitions, team divisions, and, and uh, are you pleased to see, because it, it's such a new sport, it's kind of like having to backfill its kind of development channels, right? Are you excited yeah. to see how it's growing? Yeah, definitely. And um, so not a lot of people actually know this about me, but I actually went to the, the games as a teenager in... 2013 when Sam Briggs won so okay so when I started there wasn't the teenage CrossFit games um but I remember someone from the gym telling me oh there's this competition at CrossFit 3D in Manchester called the Teen Gauntlet you should you should try it so I went down there was three of us in the whole competition um didn't know what it led to we, we all just did some workouts um I won that competition went home and then apparently like a few weeks later, my parents received like an email to be like, your daughter was put on like a worldwide leaderboard. So the Americans, everyone was doing the comp, all the same workouts. Mm. And then the top 10 
were going to be invited to the CrossFit Games to do a competition. Mm-hmm. And I'd been select, like I qualified and they didn't know if to tell me or not, because obviously it's a very expensive trip to go mm-hmm. to America. Um, they ended up telling me and then the UK CrossFit community all just said, look, set up a GoFundMe page. Let us help you get there. And so many people from the UK like donated to the, the GoFundMe page and actually helped me get there. And it was when the games were still in California. So it was, you know, where the track was. Yeah. That's where we did our competition. So we did that during the day. And then we also got tickets to go and watch the games. How phenomenal um, is that? <laughs> yeah. And then it was the year Sam won as well. So it's just amazing. Um, but yeah, it's cool see how it's developed now into there's an actual proper division um and obviously people like uh, Haley Adams and Mal O'Brien who are just insane yeah do you, as, as, as a PT uh, do you work at all with with teen athletes at all yeah so I, I've done like my CrossFit kids qualifications and things like that and I used to teach CrossFit kids um in the UK and then we were just about to open that in BVI before the hurricane um so since then, not as much. Um, here, I would like to, but with COVID regulations at the moment, mm-hmm. they're not allowing um, the kids into the gyms right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully that's something we can do in the future. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Okay. So one of the, to continue to unpick, like fascinating kind of story. So you mentioned when you moved to CrossFit JST, um, that's really when maybe... You, uh, trying to make sure I don't paraphrase incorrectly things really started to click for you maybe competitively you know and you you mentioned that you qualified for Waterpalooza and the Mayhem Classic I think in the year we first had sanctionals um, mm-hmm. and they still had the national champs and you were sitting on top of that leaderboard until the deadlifts came along yeah. um, one of the things I was looking at was um, the 2020 season that was very much truncated um, but you qualified again for Waterpalooza in 2020 I think so this is the year 2020. Ah, okay. It must be the second year that it was yeah. Uh, sanctioned. Yeah. So and okay, that's when the, there's the Mayhem Classic, and uh, there was also you were looking to go to the Rogue Invitational if it if it had happened. Yeah, I thought about that because that year was looking to be so good. I'd done Mayhem, Waterpalooza. We were going to do a team for one of the ones in Washington DC, mm-hmm. and then. Yeah, the mid the mid Atlantic CrossFit Challenge or something like that. Yeah, Yeah. and then Rogue Invitational. We had such a good team that was going to go there, and yeah, and obviously COVID. So yeah, so my my question was going to be around things starting to click, and you know, I was saying, oh, what was that? Uh, you know, so that all those qualifications and that leveling up and getting onto the um kind of let's say the international competition floor right at the sanctionals level um was that a result of anything specific so you were training at jst coaching at jst i've heard a number of people talk around being surrounded by like-minded individuals so was there a lot about just day in day out training with the likes of Stee and jack and the other kind of jst compete um folk based at crossfit jst yeah, so I think, um, so like I've always, because I've been doing CrossFit since I was young and then I've always been competitive in football, I've not been someone who's gone out and, and got drunk every night of the week in university. But when I moved to the Caribbean, the, I went through a little stage of um, like every weekend we were going out and like having a really good time. But obviously that's not great for 
um, competing. So when I actually moved and I went to Guernsey, um, one, there wasn't much going on. There wasn't a lot of young people there. Um, so I was pretty much training, coaching, meal prepping, and that was it. Like, mm-hmm. it was a pretty boring, boring life, but it helped a lot as an athlete. And then when I moved to JST, similar, there was not much social aspect going on, um, but a lot of discipline and training and things. And then, yeah, just being around. So at the time I was there, Jack was still individual, um, really pushing to make the games. And then there was quite a lot of other good athletes there as well. Um, so just being around, around those people, seeing how they do it, how do they warm up, how do they recover after after sessions and I think yeah just the mentality with JST as well where like say there'll be a workout on the board um some people might be like oh my god I'm so sore like this is gonna be shit um and then where JST it's like we'll get on with it then pick the bar up like just get on with it like that was the mentality um and there's a guy actually he's actually in Yas now um called Samba Bookie and he always used to go, um, like, let's see who's got it between the ears. Um, and that was just something that stuck. So, like, when it starts to hurt in a workout or whatever, mm. like, who's got it Who's got it up here? Um, but, yeah, I think that's how things started to um, uh, yeah. get up there. So, yeah. And they always, I mean, I think they talk about the 10 elements of fitness, right? But there's more and more this kind of like the the grit, the mindset, however you want to describe it. And that can be the grit and mindset on the competition floor, on the work, during the workout, but then around it. So you talked about the kind of the balance of like, you can train hard, but then if you're playing a little too hard, it can kind yeah. of perhaps kind of like undo the, undo the goodness. And we, you know, same with like just basic nutrition as well, right? It's all well and good being on, being good during the week. But if you, uh, you know, eating ice cream, with the cookies as a spoon at the weekend which i thoroughly enjoy um (laughs) you have to kind of recognize that might um limit the um progress of the efforts during the week yeah our sponsor for this episode is boxmate founded in the uk and ran by a tight-knit crossfit obsessed team Boxmate is a programming and engagement platform facilitating simple progress tracking and seamless communication between coaches and members Team-up integration brings class bookings and membership management all into the same app for an all-in-one system. Engage your members in their training and retain and strengthen your gym community today. Gym owners and coaches, head over to www.boxmateapp.co.uk and use the code CHALKING2 to get an extended two months free, including PLUS with custom branding, PT, competitions and more. Now, back to the episode. So what's the, uh, what's the, uh, so now you're out Abu Dhabi, kind of Vogue Fitness, like what's the, is that, I get the impression, um, is there something similar out, out of Vogue then, right, in terms of a number of, uh, no doubt, local athletes, but also kind of expat athletes who are based out there. Um, I know there are a number of you qualified for quarterfinals and then you were doing, and again, the 2021 season was all virtual, unfortunately, this this season, but there were, you know, I think I did see that like Josh was, um Josh was uh, El Sharma was around for semi-finals as well, and you both then made last chance qualifier as well. Yeah, so Josh was in Dubai, which is like an hour, just under an hour drive from Abu Dhabi. Um, at that time, like there was a they put a border between Dubai and Abu Dhabi with COVID, 
So there's quite mm. a lot of like PCR tests and stuff. Um, so I didn't actually get to go and train with him as much as I, was, I would like to. Um, but when I first came here, Jamie and Elliot were still here, who mm-hmm. um, obviously amazing athletes and really, really great people as well. And I ended up moving into a villa with Jamie, Elliot, and then Ant and Sabine um, from the gym. And we just like clicked straight away, like really good friends. So then I started training with those guys. And then, yeah, everyone at Yas is um, really into their own training as well. Like you come to Yas to work hard. Um, like it's not coming to do a training holiday. Like mm-hmm. you come to coach, you come to PT. Um, and then the training is on top of that. Um, so it's it's quite hard to find that balance. But there's a really good group. Um, and then we've had a few new coaches coming in lately who've all who are all like wanting to train and wanting to get mm-hmm. like group sessions together, which is really cool yeah. because obviously Jamie and Elliot have left now. So like that was sad. Like I wish I would have been here maybe a year before. So we had a little bit longer to all train together and stuff. Mm. Yeah. You've just been joined by Marth Cook and Josh Chard, right? Yeah. It came this week. We've already done a few training sessions together. So that's been really cool. Um, so I'm hoping that'll help this year. Um, we can all push each other because like you need to be able to train by yourself and work on things like not compete every day. I don't think you you should be training to compete with someone every day because you know what it's like if you're doing a five rounds of time workout, your movement quality ends up not as good. You might skip out on a, a slight range of motion because you want to beat your friend. Um, whereas really most of your training should be, okay, I'm going to make sure I'm doing full range of motion. I'm going to slow this down today just to work on the quality of the movement. Um but then a few times a week, it's really good to just get that intensity and just yeah. go for it with with a bunch of people. So, yeah. and you push yourself way harder. Yeah, that's like big Saturday, right? Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or is it a different? Because isn't the isn't the this the, there's a different oh, structure to the week over in the Middle yeah. East, right? Sunday is Monday here, so our week starts on a Sunday, which is so weird. Um, and then our weekend is Friday Saturday. Mm-hmm. so is saturday typically like a, a quieter day then so it's you know, yeah. friday is the it's is the kind of big weekend day yeah we started to call it metcon fridays so we just um get everyone in and we all just write a bunch of metcons on the on the, the board and, and just hit some workouts yeah oh great so like you, you mentioned there it's like it's great having folk around to train with to kind of push each other and you were t- talking about going going forward um i guess i just want to quickly reflect on like you, you know the pandemic kind of lockdowns it disrupted you both in terms of where you were living you know and you come back from the Caribbean to the UK and then out to out to the Middle East um and it will have like it has for everyone disrupted training as well but to look at your 2021 season of making it as far as the last chance qualifiers are you in are you excited to kind of get in not only get into the 2022 season but have you learned a lot from that 2021 season about, say, that ability to sustain the fitness level and 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 still perform incredibly well? Yeah, for sure. Like, obviously, I shocked myself, I think, um, with where I came, especially in semifinals, because um, not only, like, the pandemic and things, but I had a, I suffered a bad wrist injury, like, three weeks before the comp. And 
wasn't able to lift anything overhead, nothing in a front rack, couldn't go in a hands. Like literally, I thought, I'm, I'm going to have to see what the workouts are. And if I can do them, I can. If not, I can't do the comp. And then for the comp, I just whacked the uh, the ibuprofen, strapped the wrist up, cracked on. And um, obviously surprised myself with how well I did. Um, but yeah, so obviously when we first went into lockdown in BVI, it was really bad lockdown because there's only like, I think, five ventilator machines on the whole island. Mm. So if it was an outbreak, it would have been really bad. So they mm-hmm. literally put a 24-hour curfew. You can't leave your house for food, for water, a walk, nothing. Like you couldn't leave or you'd get a fine or get put in jail or whatever. Um, so I literally just grabbed as much equipment from the gym as I could, took it to my um, apartment and did what I could there. Then when I went back to the UK, the UK was in lockdown, no gyms were open. I ended up having a guy make a, a pull-up bar and attach it to the garden wall. Mm-hmm. I ended up, uh, I got like a, he made a squat rack for me as well. And then I was really lucky that um, a guy who owns CrossFit Billingham, he lent me a load of equipment from the gym. Um, like a, I had a rower, I had barbells. So I was just training in the garden Um I had to apologize to my parents when I put uh, a hole in the ground straight away in the, yeah. the pavement. I've, I've got a couple of those. <laughs> and then obviously I just had to do what I could do in the garden. Um, but during that season, actually, I ended up going on a really big deload because I was talking to, I don't know if you've heard of floor females uh, before. It's all no, just, a, yeah, it's like about the women and uh, women athletes um, with the menstrual cycle and things mm-hmm. like this and how it can affect. And basically we'd come to the point where it was important for me to go on a deload. So it was probably around a good two, two to three months of like really low intensity, not letting the heart rate go above like 70%, which was so boring. Um, <laughs> not letting the strength go above seven, like a seven RPE level mm-hmm. um, training once a day no more than 60 to 90 minutes. And of course, all the thoughts go through my head. Oh my God, I'm going to lose my fitness. I'm not doing enough. Um, all of this. And yes, it was hard getting back into it. But I actually think that benefited me a lot going into this season because I think people can get in a rut of overtraining, mm-hmm. um, doing too much and not having enough balance and like I feel like I had a really good balance uh, although with COVID things were not great anyway on general but I had a good balance and I think come the season because I'd had that time off like my body was ready I was ready mentally just to to really push push the pace and really go for it so I'm excited to have a whole year of training I won't do as big of a kind of deload phase as what I just did but instead of instead of getting to the point where I have to do three months deload make sure every session or every week I'm going off what my body feels and not what the program says so a big thing I've taken is like self-regulation in my own pro program so um at the moment I'm with um Andy Edwards who's given me my training 
But if he gives me something and that day, like I'm absolutely wrecked, maybe I've done a lot of PTs and I didn't sleep well. Um, mm. Instead of, okay, it might say 80% I have to go up to on a back squat. It's like, okay, that's probably not wise today. Let's still hit back squat. Let's still hit the stimulus, which is a, a heavy-ish set, mm-hmm. but just tone down the percentage. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just being a bit more smart with training. Yeah, because I guess like heavy on one day can be different to heavy on another day. Or, you know, if you're fitting it around PT, then like, you know, it might be different times of the day and, and things like that. So, well, yeah. I, no, that's very, it's kind of, I think it's great that, you know, life gave us all lemons in the form of lockdown but you saw there was an opportunity to explore maybe making lemonade and whilst at the time it wasn't potentially fun it's it's clearly paying off and the numbers on the leaderboard showed this year and 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 fingers crossed it continues into next season as well and like if there's any females that are actually uh listening to the podcast um and maybe you've gone through a similar thing. Maybe you, you've lost like your menstrual cycle or anything like that. Like that's an indicator that you have to slow it down. You have to bring that intensity down um, and just be a little bit um, more cautious with your training um, and listening to your body as well. So if anyone is listening, give it a go. Hopefully someone's listening and I've, oh, I've no doubt. On, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm listening, but, uh, you know, I, I hope, uh, you know, that those are, that are, will, I've no doubt will find it useful. And, and I guess on their behalf, I thank you for kind of talking about it and, and kind of sharing yeah. your experience with it. I know that there's just kind of, there is more and more out there now around training round, like the menstrual cycle, but I guess there's also the kind of more, the, the longer term recognizing kind of actually if, you know, it's irregular or, or, or absent, then, kind of what what does that mean and and kind of looking after health as well as fitness yeah brilliant oh no evie thank you so much it's been fascinating i've i've been uh gripped listening to kind of like the, the experiences you've had some of them kind of like not great but other incredible experiences and i really hope that your time over at yes um is continues to be kind of hard work but fun and uh the hard work pays dividends and we see you at the top of the leaderboards again in the next season. Yeah, thank you. That's the aim.